Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Financial Answer this week. We appreciate your time as we're talking investing, finance, and retirement. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you like to use for your podcasting needs to catch new episodes and check out past episodes with Nathan and myself as we talk about all these fun topics. You can find it all at thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. And this week, Nathan, the financial fine print. Ah, fun stuff. Fun yes, stuff. How you doing? It's always fun. To, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah, doing really good. Love love the spring. It's awesome time of year. So Very much so. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, this is going to be an awesome topic for today because this is these little fine print details that people you know, don't you. read. Yeah, they can. They can. So mm-hmm. yeah, it can. It can be devastating to you. So you ever, be careful. Yeah. You ever notice, like you know, if you're an Apple user, for example, every time there's like an iTunes update or something, oh, we always have to hit yeah. those agree. It's just 4, about a thousand pages of fine yeah. print. You yeah. know, we're yeah. probably that I don't read. Like, what are we agreeing to? Like, buy yellow cake uranium or something, and we don't uh, even. That's re- you know. That's it. I mean, you're just basically agreeing that they get everything on your computer and they can follow you every second of every day. Is what Tons it is. Tons of stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we just like. So. And we're just like, I just want my music. Click. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you no, know? we don't even look at it. Just and so with that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> click and go. So with that being said, basically a lot of times people, we all realize it, but we still do it, that the sales brochure mm-hmm. giveth, you know, and the fine print taketh away. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so good of a product until we yeah, read the fine Until it's not. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about some of the things we typically hear in the industry, Nathan, from people when they don't pay enough attention to the fine print yeah. and, or okay. I'm going to add this caveat, that maybe their advisor or broker or the person that hooked them up with something didn't really explain it as well as they mm. could. Maybe yeah, it wasn't nefarious. Too. Maybe they didn't mean to. But yeah. you still, they still just didn't do as good a job as they could have. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, I feel like advisors, do, you know, don't try to do. But there are some. There are know, some. There are some. Or you just, just glossed over it, like yeah, you just got busy yeah. and you just didn't touch on the fact yeah. that this might happen down the way. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's, so it gets omitted sometimes. It gets omitted exactly. Yeah. So I got a couple here. So let's uh, get your take. Okay. Okay. And tell us what to think about some of these things, All or right. what we Sounds should be good. thinking about some of these things. Okay. Um, these are some statements that we've had that we've heard over the last couple of years. So got a big rate increase, Nathan, on my long-term care insurance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People didn't see that <laughs> coming. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's something that people don't look, you know, expect to happen for sure. And and really, I mean. 20 years ago, there wasn't rate increases on long-term care insurance. You know, it, mm-hmm. they never said that they couldn't have a rate increase, but that just wasn't something that ever happened. I mean, there was, there was company, I had clients that had long-term care insurance for, you know, a decade and never had a rate increase on it. Oh, or wow. Anything. But yeah, but nowadays. So, yeah, you get one, you ahead. would be surprised then. Yeah, you would be. And so that's, you know, that's what happened. Uh, but no company really that that I know of anyway, there may have been a company that said this, but no company that I ever worked with said, you know, we're never going to have a rate increase. It'll never go up, all that stuff. And what I tell people now is, look, it's it's like health insurance. Your health insurance goes up every single year. Long-term care insurance typically doesn't do that. It's not going to go up every year. It's going to go up in three to five year increments. So it's going to have 
you know, a bump every three to five years where it's going to go up maybe 10 or 15%, maybe 30%, you mm-hmm. know, so it depends on, you know, how long it's been. If it's been 10 years and they haven't had a rate increase in 10 years, then yeah, I mean, one company, Genworth, had a 50% increase Ouch. just a couple years ago. Yeah. So, but they hadn't had an increase in a long time. So, you know, that's expensive. That hurts. You know, if your premium is $5,000 a year and now it's $7,500 a year, that's, Very a, true. that's a big increase. So, so when talking about long-term care insurance, it's already a challenge to get people sometimes to discuss this yeah. for their retirement just to, futures, but that yeah, even adds and just to even it. help them qualify for it. You know, I yeah. mean, it's only, you know, very few people, probably 30% of the applications that actually mm, go through really? only qualify. Yeah. It's so difficult to, to purchase that hmm. nowadays. It's, it's difficult, but and it's, it, it's needed. Yeah. Uh, and then when you add yeah. that the other component and later on, they're like, I knew I shouldn't have bought this or whatever. <laughs> that's right. right. Kind of, kind of <laughs> no, add to right. it. So understanding the fine print, again, we're not going to probably read this. And I think that's, you know, Right or wrong, it's probably where having a good advisor is going to help walk you through these things and say, all right, look, yeah. uh, for example, my next one say, look, you know what, this this is an annuity that you're thinking about, but here's some things, you know, to ponder. Mm. Because yeah. a lot of times when people come, see people come back and say, oh, I got this annuity from whatever or from yeah. whoever, no, and that's man, right. the fees are higher than I was told. Yes, they, yes, absolutely. And that's what happens a lot of times. People don't, they, they see what the advisor charges and they just don't ask the question, well, what does the investment cost? You know, what is the, you mm-hmm. know, what, what are the internal expenses on there? This is something where people just, just because of a lack of education, typically, they just don't understand that there's different levels of fees. There's different kinds of fees with investments besides just the advisor fee. So, you know, with an annuity, you're going to have the annuity fee or the insurance fee that's there, you know, for the insurance company. There's advisor fees, investment fees, rider fees, underperformance fees, all kinds of stuff that's out there. Yeah. So, I mean, if, you know, if you're buying funds that underperform the market, that's the underperformance fee that I'm talking about. There's all kinds of internal expenses with annuities that really do drag on your performance. And so, you know, the conversation that I typically end up hearing from clients or not, you know, I typically don't offer annuities to clients, but, right, but there when are some cases. In, right, yeah, has, that's has right. One, there yeah. are some cases when people need them. And so it's, you know, it's there, but you need to, you know, the conversation that I have is, I didn't know what this cost. Uh, you know, I don't know, but I'm only making 4% a year or 5% a year in this and the market's been making 10. Well, we get to looking and, you know, all of these fees are racking up to three, four, five percent a year. So that's why, you know, that's why they were only making five percent because the rest is going in fees and internal expenses. So it's just something you've got to be aware of. You got to ask some good questions about that. Yeah, and often variable annuities are definitely the culprit a lot of times. They are. Yeah. When someone no, sold right. one of these and they have higher fees, and they, then they go see another advisor like yourself, and they say, "Hey, he, I got somebody put me in this product, and I man, I just didn't <laughs> that's know." Right. And, no, that's. Yeah. That's it. And that's what happens. You know, fixed annuities don't really have any fees. They just pay a certain interest rate. You know, it's kind of like a CD, except they're usually longer term um, than a CD. So there's not any really any kind of fees in those. But variable annuities do have that. And, you know, the fine print for a variable annuity is a 300 page prospectus. You know, so it's a book that you get in the mail with 40,000 other documents because you bought this annuity. And, no one reads it. People throw it away. They're not going to pay attention to that. So it's just not something that, you know, that anyone reads the fine print on. All the fees, all the expenses, everything is disclosed inside that, but you just don't take the time to look at it. And I don't blame you, you know. I mean, it's <laughs> right. just, it's difficult. Yeah. 
Okay. So that was our first one there. Or that was our second one, excuse me. Uh, yeah, how no, about uh, how about this next one here on the financial fine print? Mutual fund it had done really well for the last several years. Did some research, decided to get into it, and when I did it, tanked. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yes, that happens. So people tend to look at past performance, okay? And this is a big flaw that I talk to all of my clients about. We look at past performance of an investment and hope that it's going to do that same thing in the future. So it made... 20% a year for the past 10 years, and then you buy it and it does crap over the next two years. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make anything. Well, that's probably because they were actively managing that. The, the money managers trying to actively pick stocks. And really, I don't know if, if you know this or not, but 80% of active funds underperform their benchmark every single year. Okay? Oh, wow. So if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're doing something like that, if you're buying active funds, the statistic is that you have an 80% chance that you're going to lose to the market over that next year. And then it gets higher and higher as the years progress. So don't do that. You know, you can avoid <laughs> right, that right. by benchmark funds, by index funds, whatever, and and invest in those. Then you're going to beat 80% of money managers every single year that way. So Past performance is not indicative of future results. Okay, that's what and it. And they comes all down say that, to. right? All those yeah. little things say yeah. that. We say that's everybody right. says the industry that's is right. a, that's so, kind of the mantra, right? It is. Yeah, it's the big bold print at the bottom of, of every page there. So you want to make sure that that's uh, that's something that you believe in and understand. And people don't. I mean, they just fall for the twenty percent a year for the past five mm. years. Yep. You know. And that's that gets you in trouble. Yeah, exactly. So fine print, that's the whole kind of point of the conversation this week on the it podcast. Is. It can get us it into is. trouble. Like I said, it can giveth and it can take it away. <laughs> uh, this one seems a little silly to me, but maybe not. My uh, my life insurance got real expensive after I turned 65. Hmm. Do you yeah. not, Do people not kind of think that there's a chance? I mean, I guess maybe, maybe not, because I feel like if, if we got it earlier on, we think we locked it in. But yeah, has no, all that's, insurance that's, has changed. That's so what much? happens. Yeah. That's what happens. I think is people people get sold a universal life policy. That's what it is, and it's a flexible premium. So, but they don't. They're not quoted it that way. They're not told that this is what's going to happen. So mm. historically, this is what I see. Okay, okay. so. People get this policy in their 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. They buy it then. It's you know $150 a month for $200,000 worth of coverage. So okay. they buy that. They're paying it for 20 or 30 years until they're 65 or 70. Well, all of a sudden, you know, the insurance, because you're getting older, the insurance actually costs more. But the insurance company is only billing you for that fixed rate. You know, it's going to be the $150 a month until... The cash value is exhausted until it just is not covering it anymore. So, you know, these investments in this life insurance will build a cash value. They'll accumulate money over time, but but they also can eat into that if you're not paying enough premium. So gotcha. it's called it's, it's blowing up on itself is what that's called. So oh. when you hit an older age, 65, 70, 75, you know, typically I don't see it around the 65 mark. I see it at 70 to 75. It's blowing up on people when they need it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're expecting it to be there. And now they get a bill for, yeah, they paid their 150 a month, but now they get another bill for $3,000 that says we're going to cancel your insurance unless you paid this. And so that's what you're talking about here. I think the fine print, it just wasn't explained to them how that policy works. If you want to avoid that completely, buy a whole life policy. Mm, okay. um, it'll be a little more expensive, but it will be that same premium for your whole life and it won't, it, it won't go up. Ever. Gotcha. Um, so, but that's, 
it's usually more expensive, right. so people don't buy it. There, you there know? you go, so right. That's what it is. And then and they it get just comes, bit by the they, fine print. Yeah. They do, yeah. They okay. get bit by the fine print. All right. And of course, folks, as always, you know, whatever we talk about on the show, you know, we're talking in generalities. We're trying to offer some education and information. If you have some questions about a specific thing, please make sure you're following up with a qualified professional like Nathan, who is an RIA, a registered investment advisor. Reach out to him at thefinancialanswer.com. Give him a call at O'Brien & Associates. You can find all the information at thefinancialanswer.com. Uh, one more before we go, Nathan, this week, and okay. it's around REITs. So uh, the financial fine oh. print on a REIT. So yeah. somebody invests in one, which is a yeah. real estate investment trust. That's right. And they say, look, I put my money in, and I'd like to get my money back out, but I can't mm. have it right now. They're telling no, me I can't right. get access to it. These things are not liquid, and that should have been explained to you up front. Yeah, it should have. And, you know, that's why a lot of people end up buying REIT mutual funds, you know, so oh, okay. they can buy a REIT through a mutual fund and it is liquid that way. So it has more flexibility. But if you buy a REIT, a real estate investment trust directly, and it's it's not, you know, they can't take the doors off right. the building and, and right. liquidate. It's just not going to happen. So that's what you're buying with these things. You're buying shopping centers and things like that. Right. And, and so that's typically what it is. So just understand that there there are a lot of investments out there that will not allow you to get money back when you want it, okay? Yeah. Not necessarily. So always read the fine print. Always ask that question, you know, when can I get my money back if I need it? Is there a penalty? Is there a fee if I get money out? You know, always ask those things because otherwise you could get stuck in something that's a 20-year contract, you know? Right, and exactly, you can't, yeah. can't get anything for 20 years. I mean, that's that's a long time, so be careful. Especially if you weren't aware, you know. That's, if you, that's or, right. Yeah, what, that's and typically, right. with those types, those styles, Nathan is with a, like the managing master manager, something like that. They're usually they're the ones that kind of dictate when they're going to pay back or that's when right. they're going to yeah, pay out do. on those. They yeah. do, and they usually will say a time frame that they'll do that. You know, it's not a guarantee most of the sure, time that right. you know to be liquid at a certain date, but um, they will have a time frame. But again. You may have been told that the advisor may have told you that, but you just don't you don't talk about uh, that. And life you know, happens, and you go, "Oh, reviews. hey, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah." Five years down the road, you're like, "I need to, I need to I buy need that a money car. Back. I need yeah. to get a little bit of money out for yeah. that." And they're like, "Oh, remember, it's you know, it's a ten year contract." Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, that's, what? Yeah. I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So the devil's in the details. All it those is. little sayings that Grandma taught yeah. us, right? That's all right. those different little things. So there you go, folks. Some places where the financial fine print can give us. And uh, or the sales brochure can give it, and the financial fine print can take it away. So <laughs> yeah. it's important again to when any product that you're thinking about getting into or any strategy, you know, don't feel like you can't ask follow up questions. Don't feel like you're in. A, I mean, you would do it if you were at the doctor. At least I hope you would, right? Yeah. So if they tell you, hey, you've got That's you know right. something going on, and you say, oh, well, okay, can you tell me more about that? You know, we we know how busy doctors are. They're in and out. They're so fast sometimes seeing you. But take the time, advocate for yourself, and ask questions. Same thing when you're working with an advisor. Ask some follow-up questions. There is no dumb questions. Even if you feel like, you know, this is going to make me look like I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. That's why you're there, right? You're there to learn more and get some answers. And of course, hopefully that's why you listen and subscribe to the financial answers to get some more information and education about, you know, these topics and this world uh, that often we just don't deal with every day. And so you got somebody like Nathan who's been doing this for many, many years. Now, what have you been doing this now? Like 300 years or so? 83 years. 83 years? Seems like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Since 2000, 
2001. You're so closing in on that is. That's, 20 that's years? almost 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it is. It 20 is 20 years. years. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's been a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Depending yeah, on when you started and in, in what month, right? We're only yeah, in April, that's it. So. I actually started in uh, November. Of oh, so you're not there yet. So not quite. Okay. Yeah, not quite. Closing so. in on 20 years. Wow. Very <laughs> cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm getting old. Getting old. There you go. Well, there you go, folks. That's going to do it this week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show if you enjoy it. We certainly hope you do. Share it with some friends or family that might benefit from the message as well. Uh, we make it pretty easy. You can share it via text or through social media or whatever you'd like to do. Uh, all of that's available on the apps. There's a little share button next to them, whether it's Apple or Google or Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. And you can find all of it at thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go. Go have some all lunch right. and enjoy yourself. Have a good day. All right, everybody have a good week. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien from O'Brien and Associates. We'll catch you later, folks. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.